Talkradio.nyc. Welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors, right here in beautiful Manhattan. On tonight's show, Putting on the Ritz, my guests tonight are Justin Pullman and Bill Saran from Pullman Saran Decorative Finishes. Justin and Bill and I will be talking all about the art of transformation, the idea that a plain, ordinary wall can become a glazed work of art, or a mural, or the richness and depth that only Venetian plaster can provide. I want to talk all about technique and how color, color matching, perception of color, is truly an art form unto itself. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Patching the roof and pitching the hay Is not my idea of a perfect day When you're extraordinary You gotta do extraordinary things I'm not the type who loses sleep Over the size of the compost heap When you're extraordinary You think about extraordinary things I'll never be the kind of man who dwells On how moths got into the tapestry Or why the dungeon smells Oh, it's hard to feel special It's hard to feel big Feeding the turtle and walking the pig What is ordinary? Our daily lives? Something commonplace? Something pedestrian? I love that word. Something normal? Oh, I hate that word. Something without distinction. The ordinariness of a beige wall with white trim, white painted ceilings. Taking something ordinary and making it unique or special is truly an extraordinary feat. Tens of thousands of years ago, one of our distant ancestors traced the outline of his hand on a cave wall. That decision, that act of embellishment, has sent us on this extraordinary path that defines mankind to this day. That urge or that desire to create things beyond what we need or what is essential to our very existence is the embodiment of beauty of art, and of decoration, transforming what it feels to be human. So let's do it. Let's decorate our walls and our ceilings, our floors, and our furniture. Let's get inspired by the lobby murals at Rockefeller Center or the PWA murals at the Coit Tower in San Francisco or the San Bartolo murals of the early Mayan civilization or that magnificent wall and ceiling mosaics at the tomb of Akbar in India. Let's get inspired by the early Romans who invented fresco, or the luminaries of the Renaissance, Titian, Raphael, da Vinci, and Michelangelo, who reached and influenced artists and artisans to paint, who moved merchants and clergymen to decorate their marketplaces, their temples, their cathedrals for centuries yet to come. Throughout the world, Europe, China, India, and Japan all have extraordinary examples of decorative art that still exist today. I posted on Instagram the magnificent wall mural discovered by the royal palace in ancient Mari in war-struck Syria, and it was recently destroyed by ISIS or the blue and white glazed tile wall panels throughout Portugal, 
The list goes on and on, including contemporary achievements like graffiti, street murals throughout urban America, or the very incredibly amazing artist L. Seed's powerful mural of peace painted across 50 buildings in the impoverished outskirts of Cairo, Egypt. The transformation of a neighborhood, of a community, or a people through art and decoration is as significant, as powerful today as the decorative arts of the past. Decorative styles help to define the greatest of popes, the glory of past civilization, and styles and movements of kings and queens. Like, for instance, the highly decorative Rococo style that defined the reign of Louis XV of France. Or my favorite, the neoclassical Adam style of the 18th century England, defined by outstanding achievements in decorative arts that not only included highly figurative painting on walls, on ceilings, on pilasters, on furniture, on fittings and fixtures, these adornments became so popular that pattern books and style guides were needed to keep up with the demands of this highly fashionable style. Oh, and let's not forget the Victorian period or early arts and crafts movement defined by William Morris, who today, whose paper today, his fabric patterns, his furniture designs are still alive and viable. And right here in our own neighborhood, right here in New York City, Louis Comfort Tiffany emulated the craftsmanship of William Morris and participated in the new aesthetic movement of the early 20th century, confirming even a higher status to decorative arts. Throughout his career, Tiffany forged a, un a unique style that combines superb craftsmanship with a love of natural forms and brilliant color. His luminous glass designs combine technical innovation with the highest degree of artistry infusing everyday objects with beauty. Certainly, as an interior designer, inspiration and ideas can come from everywhere and anywhere. Throughout time, art and design movements have consistently influenced the next generation of artisans, of artists and designers. I have been inspired by photos of the brilliantly colored highly figurative painted interiors of wooden rural synagogues in Poland that were destroyed during World War II. I've been inspired by a piece of broken tile from the Middle East and with the help and artistry of my guest tonight, transformed a large ceiling in Greenwich, Connecticut to a magnificent family story. I have been inspired and influenced by other people's gardens by Irish Georgian castles, by my grandmother's house, and by my fellow interior designers. Taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary is truly an extraordinary thing. When we come back, we're going to talk to Justin and Bill from Pullman Saran Decorative Finishes. Like the great artists and artisans from the past, Bill and Justin's talent and uncompromising eye have created some of the most remarkable interior finishes I have ever seen. This is At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, and we'll be back in two minutes. Hello? Desmond's decorators. Hello, is that the painters? Yeah, suppose so. <laughs> uh, could you come and paint my house for me, please? Yeah, be round in a minute. Hello, can I help you? Hello, I'm Desmond the decorator. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. My guest tonight, decorative painters or decorative artists or decorative artisans, Justin Pullman and Bill Saran from Pullman Saran Decorative Finishes. Fellas, welcome to At Home. Thanks Thank for you, having David. us, David. It's great to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. I was going to just say artist, as you know, because I think that's who you are. But there is a tradition in the history of decorative, decorative arts honoring the artisan so I wanted to give you both of those medals. So. I, I mean, I, they, I guess they kind of cross over. Um, they do cross over. They, they yeah. certainly do. You know, the, the work that we're here to talk about, I would say we, I don't know if you would agree, but I would be uh, artisan. Uh, more certainly. Like. I, yeah, we, I think we consider ourselves artisans when we're doing well, decorative finishes. I would say so, so too. Yeah. And, 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 but we're going to talk about that a little bit because... Mm -hmm. I don't think that one should be yeah, I don't, I, equated above the other. I don't think at all. there's I, no. I don't. I don't get a pejorative sense out of the term artisan. I just consider them two different fields. When I'm at home and I'm making my own painting for myself, that's and then I'm an artist. When I when somebody has a vision such as you or you know another client, then we're we're an artisan and we bring our skills that we take from our home uh, work. Basically, is I guess the way we look at it is when we're there to lend our you know talents and. Craft. vision craft to help execute somebody's idea right yeah. so yeah right but i wanted to make the distinction because a lot yeah. of people are unclear about that a lot of people are unclear about interior design and architecture and all that too i like to talk about that as well but that's a perfectly good one to have a conversation about craftsmen artisan yeah. artists i'm uh, if, if you don't mind, yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, everybody in terms of, uh, you know, in the history of art, um, they were artisans until, you know, basically until like the time of Durer and that. So, you know, everybody that was uh, carving things in, in... Or the Renaissance. Or the, yeah, yeah, I mean, you were artisans. That's, you, weren't, you were not seen as this, uh, you know, this glorious person that can make these uh, fantastic feats. And it didn't take, you know, it took until Michelangelo until that, then the artist was put on the pedestal. But... I, yeah, there, there, there's no problem with being someone that has skills that can uh, accomplish a feat for somebody that has a vision. It's a great tradition. And speaking of traditions, I have one of my own now, I guess we could say that I've started a bit of a trans, uh, tradition here by asking each and every one of my guests, what is your definition of beauty? And more specifically, what is beautiful in your home? Justin? Well, um, I think what I find beautiful in my home would be when... Form and function are stimulating, and most and and I guess the best way I could describe that is uh, making sure that things don't get stale. Like uh, we move, I actually my wife kind of complains about it, but I I change the art a lot. I move things around and I try to find it. So you know, like make sure that it always looks good and feels good. So reinvigorating. 
mm-hmm. the beauty that's around you. Yeah, yeah. You and, say that? you know, like, so I guess the way I don't like to take like images or pieces of art or just objects for granted. So like if, 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 if a piece is like a painting or a photograph hang on the wall for so long, then you keep walking by it and you keep like, well, that's the, always there. And sometimes you forget about what it actually is. And so I like to change that. So in the, so I can, you know, like if I put something new there or if I just move it to a different spot, it makes me consider and well, just so I don't forget exactly what it actually yeah, is. Yeah, or maybe just appreciate it in a different context. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, but, you know, that's a, a technique that interior designers use. They always go into oh. the forbidden closet or into, you know, the secret room or the attic or whatever, because they're always looking around for that jewel that people have forgotten about. And, you know, it's a really wonderful thing to kind of bring it back out and, again, reinvigorate it into the house and, and find the beauty Well, it's a good again. idea. So there you go. <laughs> so specifically, what is beautiful in your house? Well, right now there's a photograph I have that's of... Uh, one, one thing that I keep looking at, it's... a. Uh, well, there actually, there's two things. You can have two things. Yeah, there's two things. One is a photograph of... I can't remember who the photographer was, but it's uh, the end of the I, what is the what's the back end of a of a boat? Oh, a hull? A no, hull? no, no, no. I have no idea. Anyway, oh stern. god, <laughs> yeah. we're off to a great start. Yeah, but it's the back end of the boat, and there's there's uh, two lifesavers on it, and it's it's and uh, mountains in the background. It's a beautiful beautiful image, and takes and, you out of your place, and yeah, and yeah. also just kind of helps me. You know, thinks about makes me think about our marriage and you know, good stuff. Oh, that's know? sweet. Yeah, and then, and then in our in our bathroom we have uh, my wife and I we have a sculpture that we always change every week and we take turns. It's made of <laughs> that's, shells. That's so awesome. You, you just I've fed your yeah. cat and noticed that that thing changes. That I now I know why. Yeah, that's quite excellent, yeah. Bill. What about you? Um, you know, I, I tend to like old things. Um, and that's what my apartment is sort of full of. I kind of have what it's, uh, maybe an old internet and in that it's a, a library. Um, so I have a lot of art books, um, when I need inspiration, when I need, I, I have plenty of books I've got, uh, well, Justin ha- helped me move them in uh, 10 years ago, but I've got, you know, like a uh, hundred boxes of books. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. Get me more specific on that. <laughs> well, is there a favorite book that you like? Oh, well, I, these days uh, I that one that is more remarkably beautiful than the next. Uh, uh, these days I've been looking at late Goya. Um, so I've got I've got five or six uh, books on Goya, um, and and late Goya in particular, the black paintings are kind of to me the apex of the creativity. Um, wow. Yeah, he was a person that was kind of he he had lost his uh, his he, he became deaf. Um, so he could no longer communicate. This was in the 1830s, so there, you know, we didn't have devices. And he holed himself up in his house, and he painted these black paintings that are probably the darkest, to me, some of the most beautiful things ever created on the planet. And they were painted on the wall- walls of his home, not meant for anybody else to see. And I, that's the kind of comfort that I like in, in my home, I guess. Quite excellent. So listen, I thought I would start a little bit backwards with you guys instead of talking about your business and your partnership and all of that, which is fascinating and I do want to talk about. But I also, I really want to talk about transformation because um, that's where I see the art and, and that's one of the gifts that an artisan can give to us. But, you know, for me, I just love taking that solid, regular looking wall and reimagining it and recreating it. So can we get right into it? Let, let's just talk about the term decorative painting. You know, it makes it sound so sweet and I don't know, just, you know, oh, let's decorative paint something. But it's so much more than that. And I feel that it, it also makes it lessen the value of what it is. But could you just talk a little bit about uh, or explain to us your thoughts about decorative painting and the work that you do and who you do it for and just give us your view on your work i i mean i if i would like to take it back you know again to an art historical perspective um i mean you know when i think of decorative painting i think of tiepolo and the you know, the palace at the at Würzburg. he you know did these ceilings he spent four years on they're incredible but they're they are truly decorative you know they they they're, they're not meant to 
um, not meant to make you change your mind about who you are as a person. They're just meant to, to make you look up and at wonder that a human can do this kind of thing. Um, and that's where, you, you know, where the term decorative painting, where I find just absolutely lovely that you can, like you're saying, transform a space um, with, you know, and, and oftentimes it's, it's, community, it's a community kind of thing. Like when we work with you, uh, working with Justin and I, I mean, we are not the same person on any, like our, our minds are completely different. Um, so coming up with a solution to somebody's uh, problem, it's, it's, I, I find it enjoyable. I mean, it can be enjoyable. It's, you know, oftentimes when it's more of a challenge, we find that more gratifying. Uh, you know, usually, you, you know, like if, if, well, you know, we're happy to do any kind of transformation that people would like. You know, if it's making a white room pink, we're up for it. That's that's not a problem. But if if it's something a little more difficult, or yeah, well, I, I I can picture. I mean, we've gotten tasks from you that I know where you, there was a, a a glaze finish or a plaster or something, and you gave us an image of like a cable knit sweater, and that's where we have to get together and be like, what, what the what, hell? Is yeah, what what about? is David thinking about this? But, right. but 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 I know that there's an answer there, you know, and that's kind of fun. I mean, it's always challenging because we're like siblings at this point. We've known each other for 22-something years, yeah. and we can butt heads in the, in the studio and be like, no, I think he means this. But, but it's, it's always an interesting challenge when somebody gives you an image and says, make a finish. Turn this, into, uh, turn this cable-knit sweater into something I can put on a wall in this That's many right. square feet. You know? And we did, and we did it yeah. incredibly successfully. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have any pictures of that yet because it's not yet done, but yeah. it was quite remarkable. I don't want to get off track. Before we confuse people completely, let's just <laughs> talk about some of the types of decorative painting so everybody's on our page. Um, you know, so obviously we just said Venetian plaster. Venetian yeah. plaster, uh, glazing. Um, you know, I have strie glazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, murals are a part of what we do. Um, stenciling and, and stenciling and patterns certainly. And, and there's Instagram. there's overlap with within all these. I mean, you can have patterns that are involved in your Venetian plaster. You can have patterns in your glazing. You can glaze on top of your Venetian plaster. You, you can. I mean, basically, Justin and I kind of feel like we can do anything with paint at well, this point, right? Well, the, you know, we, we were talking about what I find exciting is is generally when somebody comes to you with a project and it, and it's what I, generally what I consider decorative painting is something that's, and, and I'm not using it as a term necessarily like like Bill was explaining about Tiepolo. I In my mind, it's something that's just not straight painting, which would be painting color or oh, a color on a wall. Yeah. Uh, I consider decorative painting just to be things outside of that and, because we're we're painters and uh, yeah, I mean we, we we both ended up doing this because we went to art school and yeah. we needed to make money when we got out of art school, you know. And we both had technical skills. Yeah, we ended up working for the same person, and that's we kind of learned right about the same age and spent a little time not in the same city, and then came together like fifteen years ago here and have been doing. But so we we, we came at this from the same perspective, I think. Um, since you started. And and now, because I do want to talk a little bit about decorative painting in the in contemporary uh, world that we live in, and certainly as in, an interior designer, contemporary interiors are are the fashion, or you yeah. know, become highly yeah, fashionable. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about uh, decorative painting from the historical point of view, from the traditional point of view. But I also I want to talk a little bit about from a transitional style. And then in the use in a contemporary style. So, and we've done all of that. Yeah. For instance, yeah. the cable knit sweater, yep. uh, which was a kind of a taupe oatmeal sort of color yep. that had some gray and silver in it. Yep. And it was very important for me for us to do that. Yep. Ended up being a, a transitional to contemporary home, yep. and in that case. Venetian plaster worked incredibly well. It did for right. that story that we were mm -hmm. uh, trying to create. Yeah, right. So the other examples of how perhaps uh, decorative painting in today's world still functions quite well. Um, I mean, some of the more interesting things. I, I, uh, I guess you and I have thought about what what has gone on in these past couple of years. Um, we we had a pretty interesting project that involved cabinetry that had. Um, and and I know we're on radio, so it, it it's not going to be exactly Just describe easy. it. Yeah, yeah uh, you know that had uh, real thin glazes that had some metallic finishes in it, and then were accented by some gilding. 
Um, so it, it basically just, and, and this was for an Indian family that had, there was a lot of gold and gilding in, in this home that was really just opulent and beautiful. And we were able to, and it, yeah, just recreate that. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Through yeah, the glazes and yeah. through the technique. Yeah, that, and it okay. all ended up looking actually very rich and very nice looking. It's it was, a, it was, it yeah. Was, so that's yeah. kind of my next question though. So now you're in the moment, right? So yeah. you're dealing with maybe um, a color story mm-hmm. or a technique or uh, something that the client wants that you're not familiar with yep. and you're working it on the wall. And so that sense that you are actually transforming that blank wall, yeah. right, right, is is outstanding. Oh, right? it's it's great. I mean, that's that's the reason I get up in the morning. I mean, it's not always for decorative finishes, but it's for something that I'm doing uh, with, with, with paint and creativity. I mean, it's, it's just... Um, it's just the, well, the transformation is, it, it, as you're saying, it, it's, it's, it can be really, really enjoyable, especially when it, it's, well, when it's, you know, when I feel extra engagement, when it's out of the ordinary. And, and like what I was talking before is like when we, when we get to create like a specific technique, when Bill was saying like, you know, sometimes you can use patterns with, well, you can use patterns with anything, with Venetian plaster, with glazing, with straight painting. And, and when we can, you know, like when you came to us with the kind of an, the oddball with an image of a cable knit sweater it's like how do we apply this how do we make that work yeah yeah and 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 that's that's you know that's what i found i think we both find it very engaging yeah yeah, the the challenge is is fun and that's but that that makes transforming an area even more exciting though well what i like about it so much for me and i do want to go back to uh that venetian plaster for a second but before that is that um, you take an ordinary sheetrock wall, which we all live with now. I mean, we're not even dealing with plaster walls anymore. We're dealing with sheetrock wall. Yeah. And yeah, you start yeah. to apply glaze after glaze or layer after layer of a glaze or of a Venetian plaster, right? Because yeah. there's, there's steps to this, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, One step the, 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 after another. And all of a sudden, the wall no longer is a barrier. Right, yeah. right. right. The wall is a is is a part of the whole yeah and i don't want to say that you can see through it because that would be ridiculous no, and mystical but, and stuff but yeah. i mean it's it's it becomes softer yeah you, you float into it you right yeah. and and it also takes the floor and the ceiling yep. and it all becomes one i like to talk a lot about cubic square feet yep. a lot of people design on horizontal planes floor yep. middle ceiling right what i like especially with Venetian plaster or a soft glazing, is that all of a sudden it just expands outwardly. Absolutely. And the whole room gets encompassed. Well, yeah, and the room that we're talking about, I remember that was that was your vision for that, and that's what the, the colors that from the baseboard to the wall to the ceiling to the coffers and all that, everything kind of consumed you. Uh, I think that paint, regular paint does not give us that same essence, that same quality of expansion, of um, removal of parameters around us in our home. So, oh my gosh, there's a lot to talk about, right? And we're going to get into technique and stuff. This is At Home, and we'll be back to talk all about technique and style, some trade secrets, and inside tips are always valuable, and how to perfectly match that color sample you've been carrying around, like my cable knit sweater, carrying around for all of these years. Now, Mr. Fidelford, we'll talk about the painting. Okay. I had some samples. Oh, here we are. Now, first, the living room. I want it to be a soft green. Uh Uh-huh. Not as blue-green as a robin's egg. No. But not as yellow-green as daffodil buds. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the only sample I could get is a little too yellow. But don't let whoever does it go to the other extreme and get it too blue. No. It should just be a sort of grayish yellow green. Uh-huh. Now, the dining room. I'd like yellow. Not just yellow, a very gay yellow. Something bright and sunshiny. Uh-huh. I tell you, Mr. Pedelford, if you'll send one of your workmen to the grocer for a pound of their best butter and match that exactly, you can't go wrong. Uh-huh. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. 
Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. We are talking to Justin Pullman and Bill Saran from Pullman Saran Decorative Finishes. Both Justin and Bill are tremendous artists, and I know that for a fact. I posted some of their individual work tonight on Instagram, but take a look at it because it's spectacular. And you can follow Bill at William Saran, so everybody has to remember that. <laughs> it's not Bill, it's William. William Saran. And uh, Justin made it a much easier on us. So it's at Justin Pullman, P-O-L-L-M-A-N-N, not Pullman, P-U-L-L-M-A-N, right? <laughs> so not quite. No. Just to get that straight. But it's, 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 it's worth the search. Follow them. Um, you know, images don't always represent things as well as we want. But I'm here to tell you that in person, it's quite stunning and outstanding so hey guys we were talking about venetian plaster i do want to talk a little bit about technique and and all that how what we've been talking about the transformation that we've been talking about how we make that a reality so let's pick up a little bit on venetian plaster first i want to talk about just what is venetian plaster talk about the methodology and then i want to get into that little conversation that i've been doing lately with you guys which is using the mica or the metallic yeah. papers yeah. to bring a, a sparkle or a luminescence into that. So one of you, will you just talk about Venetian plaster for a second? Uh, 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 Venetian plaster, I mean, originally why it's called Venetian plaster is because that's what the, pla the like in the palazzos in Venice and that were, they were just a tinted plaster uh, that were then applied to walls. What Justin and I do now, there, there are modern versions of that. Where the, it's 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 some type of plastic product that's made by uh, modern masters or uh, Benjamin Moore doesn't do they have their own? You know, there's there's quite a few different products available that are called Venetian plaster and and but it's much easier than it used to be. But you're still scrolling it. Oh, oh, ab oh absolutely. yeah, absolutely. No, it it, 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 it it'll hurt. like you're brushing it. No, no, no. The, the, the it it, it's, is, it is, hurts your shoulder. The, the handwork is still basically the same. And it, how many it, layers does it take to get to the final product? At least five. Yeah. I mean, well, it, and, it, and that's just the plaster itself. If you want, because I know for you, we've done some of those finishes that are really icy and shiny, and then we've applied, like, wax. I don't know what. Yeah, it depends. If you want to wax it, sometimes you have to wax it like in which you basically apply wax with the the, the same way, the same method after the fact. After yeah. the fact, you're not applying wax as you go. No, 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 no. Once you apply the wax, it creates a, a, a like an oil barrier, so you can't put things on top of that that aren't oil based or wax based. Let's talk about why it takes five different. Uh, layers. What what happens per layer, and and what's what's the process of delivering that final color, that final well, product out? When you're when you're applying Venetian plaster, you're using um, like a trowel knife, a, a, a knife that you would use to apply a joint compound or something. It's, yeah. it, and it's essentially pretty thin. Yeah. So when you to to make it opaque, 
you have to build it up. And on, on yeah. top of that, you're, you're really your first couple layers are really diminishing what are the painted surface of the wall. You know, the wall always has like an orange peel from a roller. So Venetian plaster in the end really has an icy surface to it, like a glassy kind of surface. And those first few layers, you're just knocking down that. Um, and what's happening at the same time is you're building up depth. You know, you, uh, color, you're seeing th each layer, you're still seeing through because it's very thin. Do the colors change as the process builds forward? It depends on the finish. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. The color and or what you're attempting I mean, but to do. Even if you're just doing essentially the same color throughout, it does change as you're going. Yes. And, and yeah. e just for the fact, because you're not, when you apply paint with a roller, it's essentially one things deepen it's, it's all it's all essentially applied the same way but when you're applying venetian plaster you're applying so many different strokes because you're, you're hand applying it and, um, and does it have the same risk that like in when we used to plaster walls you could we use the term burnt plaster does can you overwork you i mean uh one of the layers we we've never really ended up in that situation just because we kind of plan things out pretty thoroughly before we do something i mean even the ones that have been more like the the job that we did in greenwich that had like it had an orange base that then had some just like basic creamy kind of whites on top of that so you really don't see much of the orange in the end um but, or uh, terracotta, just or terracotta. <laughs> yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. yes. We have this. You know. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a, an orange soda. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, but you can you can overwork it, and and uh, it, but it's it's easily remedied because okay. it, it's um, it takes a lot of work to put it on, but truly it's it's a pretty forgiving process. Terrific. Um, and then that final product that we were talking about yeah. waxing and stuff. Yeah. You know, explain maybe a little bit that I tend to be subtle to a fault. And we, you guys laugh at me ever so often because I don't like to see your technique as beautiful that, it is. No, that, that uh, is generally, I mean, we've worked with you long enough now that uh, when, when you give us an idea, uh, I, we, we will, we, we both have our opinions on how the way it should go. And then we'll look and go, uh, he's just going to want the subtle one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and it makes sense. I mean, the, the spaces that I could, you know, can think of over the years that we've worked in, they are calm, wonderful spaces. You know, there's nothing jarring that makes you want to weep out of your seat. They're more want to invite you in. Um, and uh, Well, thank you. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I think about that all the time. I think that's one of the most important elements of interior design is that you're welcomed into the home. Yeah. I don't like to be assaulted by anything, especially yeah. when I yeah. come home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And two, uh, you know, these processes can be expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's sure. something yeah. that you don't want to get tired of. Yep. So I always no. think you have to take one step back. Yeah. Right. And kind of go, hey, you know, I'm going to live with this for 20 years. Yeah. You know, and what do I really want it to be? So I, I try to think about that. I In my head, it's, you know, classicism, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. More than uh, a trend or something special. And that's why I, too, like the subtlety of Venetian plaster. So it, it, it isn't uh, designated to a time yeah. or to a period. Yeah. And then we're going to jump into glazing and we yeah. were talking about this earlier yeah and i think a lot of people are familiar because certainly benjamin moore paint stores always have the big poster boards with all the different glazing techniques right, right. Yeah. some of that is absolutely passe yeah I, I can't even tell you if i ever sponged a wall and <laughs> if i did it would have been 30 years ago I, in I, the I, 80s i know we haven't had a sponge in our hand when we've worked for you but yeah <laughs> thank, uh, thank god um but it's not to say that glazing, and you need to tell everybody what glazing is, but glazing has can be uh, still uh, a contemporary element that we can use today. I mean, I mean, glazing has a history that goes back to the uh, the origin of oil painting in the Netherlands. It's basically, it's just thinned paint that allow, it. you know, it allows thin color windows into what's behind it. So you can glaze a thin cerulean blue over a terracotta, say something like that, and come up with the, your own unique color. But you're looking through windows, so it's not like looking at a solid ground color. You're looking through, uh, again, thin layers of paint. And so that's... I love that idea of looking through windows, different color yeah, well, windows, yeah, which I mean, creates depth. It and creates all of that. depth. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, that's, that's what glazing did for, for Van Eyck when yeah. he was using it on the Ghent altarpiece, and that's what you use it for on a wall as well. It's, it's, it's supposed to give you depth and it does. It, it gives does. you depth, and yeah. it, it the, the transformation is, it's 
of its own. I mean, so it's not really that glazing is passe. It's the technique because you can certainly. do a lot of different oh, yeah. it's, it's uh, limit, techniques. It truly to, is limitless. Yeah, it, like it, what it, you can do with it. Yeah, so yeah. we were saying that strie, which yep. I still think yeah. is a viable yeah. uh, glazing technique, mm-hmm. um, on Central Park West, uh, an yep. amazing collection of um, German expressionist artwork. Mm-hmm. He had probably thirty or forty in this huge foyer gallery. Uh, and the walls were glazed behind it. Uh, yeah. And all it did was make the artwork Pop. just, yeah. you know, even more impressive, yeah. more powerful, more beautiful. And the way that the light from the picture lights and stuff glimmered through those strie strokes. Yeah. Strie, just so everybody knows, is a vertical drag of a brush. Yeah. Um, it just, it was powerful. And again, the depth was so important because the wall seemed luminescent. Yes, it, yeah. it, it yeah. did. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's glazing is like like anything else in the wrong hands. It can be used for 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 evil. Um, <laughs> uh, like I would say, an Italian restaurant in the suburbs. That, that's what one. <laughs> and would, that happens a lot. That yeah, but um, but in the right hands, it it can just look it doesn't draw attention to itself and could just be soft and wonderful. Let's jump to stenciling because I think that's yeah. still so incredible. Oh, yeah. And one of our major huge projects, I alluded to it in the opening a little bit, but I'll tell the story real quick and then you guys jump on it because it was a tremendously challenging project. It was a large ceiling surface and yeah, we pushed uh, pushed you to the limit on that one. But a client of mine in building a new house in Greenwich um, gave me a piece of tile from his grandparents' house Uh, He was a refugee from the Middle East, and he said, this is one of the most important things in my whole life, and I'm just handing it to you very early in the process, before foundations were poured or anything. I'm handing this to you because I would like if you could reimagine it. I don't know that he said those words, but that was he alluding to. So you guys pick up and just tell everybody what happened as... I kind of passed that tile on to you and gave you direction to recreate it on a ceiling. Well, uh, what we did with that that tile, we started to use that to build to build a pattern that we were going to execute in what was it four or I, three? I think there were four four separate areas that were probably about sixteen feet long by about three feet wide. Um, and you, so we had the, the the pattern and we had to accommodate it to those specific spaces. Yeah, we had a scale issue. Yeah, yeah. so, so, so we, that was the first thing. Exactly. So we we kind of broke that down, drew the pattern out so it, into a mock up so it would fit that space and that the pattern, the repeats would make sense. You know, right. they, it would be symmetrical on all sides bilaterally. And um, then, how many layers did it take to create? So that's, I mean, you know, that we, stencil or that pattern. We, we, know, five? We, yeah, yeah, at, at least, you know. So you were working like yeah. Michelangelo on your back, right? Because it was a <laughs> I, I mean, he, he 12 said, foot ceiling. We, we yeah. were, we Did were, you have those, you know, were you overtaken? We, by we, that? we had us and two other people on with hurt necks at the end of every day. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, well, we did stretches. We, we did, you so did. We did to stretches. minimize, to but, minimize but, but you know, the, the, it was, a, it was also, I mean, cause your end product, you wanted it to, to look lived in. So after we had painted it, we sanded it and then glazed it. It was so, definitely reduced or distressed. Yeah. 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 So it was, it. it wasn't jumping out. At you. So I will encourage everybody to go on Instagram and take a look at it. I think for me, one of the highlights of my career, I've told that story over and over again. Um, it is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Uh, the coloration matched the tile almost perfectly and was brilliant and bright and all of that. I will say before we close out the segment that the husband didn't want to come into the home until it was complete. And he was not aware at all because between his wife, we kept it quiet. I, I didn't know that's part of you it. You didn't know no, that? No, no, that's great. And so he comes into the foyer, sees the living room. You know, it's a big house. Uh, walks down the Venetian plastered hallway yeah. in a large gallery and stuff. Turns the corner to where this room is, which was a large family room. And looked up at the ceiling and fell to his knees, burst into tears. That's his amazing. wife had to comfort him for, I would say, a good five or ten minutes. He was overwhelmed by the beauty of it by the sentimentality of it, by the ability that was expressed through a little piece of tile. Wow. That's and wonderful. So that's, that's, a, that's something a, that we should all be proud of. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, so now everybody get out their handkerchief and, their, <laughs> and start to cry. <laughs> Guys, oh my God, we could, I always say this, we could always talk for another couple hours. Thank you so much for this illuminating talk. It's I've pleasure. learned so much more tonight than I think I knew 
and I appreciate that you both are here with well, me. Thank you, Dave. Um, yeah. I would also appreciate if you'd stick around with me and answer some of the questions sure. that, Absolutely. Are, sure. that are coming through. Yep. This is At Home, and we'll be back in two minutes to continue our conversation with decorative painters Justin Pullman and Bill Surratt. Now, this is the paper we're going to use in the hall. It's flowered, but I don't want the ceiling to match any of the colors of the flowers. No. There's some little dots in the background, and it's these dots I want you to match. Not the little greenish dot near the hollyhock leaf. No. But the little bluish dot between the rosebud and the delphinium blossom. Is that clear? Uh-huh. Now, the kitchen's to be white. Not a cold, antiseptic, hospital white. No. A little warmer, but still, not to suggest any other color but white. Uh-huh. Now, for the powder room, in here, I want you to match this thread, and don't lose it. It's the only spool I have, and I had an awful time finding it. As you can see, it's practically an apple red, somewhere between a healthy wine sap and an unripened Jonathan. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. You got that, Charlie? Red, green, blue, yellow, white. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com As usual, we have a bunch of questions, and so I appreciate your help in answering some of them. So let's just go right for it. Our first question, enjoying the show. Always good to hear. Thank you so much. I do love those comments, by the way. Um, But here's the question. I just returned from a trip to Rome, and the wall behind the hotel check-in desk was this incredible, dark, deep, almost glass-like black-purple color. Mm. I asked the clerk if it was a mirror or ceramics because I couldn't tell the difference. All she could say to me in her Italian broken English was that it was paint. Um, Would you guys please tell me what kind of paint that possibly would have been? If it had a glass-like surface, then it would be Venetian plaster. Yeah, if it, if it seemed icy and you could almost see your reflection in it, that would be Venetian plaster. Seems that's what he's describing. Yeah. Maybe with a lot more wax. Yes, with a, and, and, and indeed, with a lot of wax. But yeah, Highly polished. Highly polished. Yeah. Highly polished, because that is a part of the process. You can, yeah. you can polish bring it the sheen to, to, the, to the flattest, which I like yep. yeah. sometimes. Yep. Almost just pure plaster look, and then you can bring it to an Or you can see sheen. your reflection in it. 
Yeah. yeah. And then also probably is describing that black purple. And that, that black purple was, was certainly a deep color like that with that kind of high uh, degree of polish would. Yeah. Just look. it'll it'll sort of modulate in color as you look at it and move yeah. around it. Yeah. You know, so I'm so glad that you answered it and I didn't because the first thing that came into my head was I thought maybe it was a lacquering technique. You know, layer after layer, I, I sanded, mean, sanded, it, sanded, that, sanded, that, sanded. That could be. I mean, honestly, it could be a couple different things, but you know, it could be a, it could be a plaster, it could be a lacquering thing, or you know, being that it was in Rome, though, I, was I would, say, I yeah. would say, it would be, it would be plaster. That's uh, especially in a, a hotel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to play a contemporary hotel. Or yeah, not. if it was probably an ultra contemporary hotel, I would think that maybe it would be more lacquer, right? Yeah. in Rome, exactly. Be, yep, yep, certainly. That was so fascinating. So, so, so fascinating. So. In other words, you have to hire Bill and Justin. <laughs> you can't create that finish on your own. How's that? You know, yes. guys, maybe that's why they answered it that way. Have we ever thought about it? Yes. <laughs> okay, so here, nice to have people respond to us. I saw the stenciled ceiling you referred to on Instagram. Would you please discuss the, uh, the process or the product uh, that you use to make such an unusual, beautiful ceiling? Well I, well, I mean, you you gave us kind of a palette, from what I recall. You know, it was like a ferro and ball palette. So with that, that we knew the colors that we were going from. We, I guess maybe did you use just regular paint? Or we was did. This, yeah, you know, yeah. We, from the we, art we, store. What yeah. we did was we we used basic latex paints, and then we uh, used a pattern making technique of you know, literally, we had cardboard patterns that we were moving around. Stencils, yeah. Or, I guess yes, stencils. I'm sorry. Was it because I, you know, I have trouble remembering? But was it stencils that were cut out, or was it yeah. stencils that were that you outlined? Uh, like uh, the hand uh, on the cave. Uh, uh, there were both of them. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. There literally were both of them because there were patterns within patterns, and that's where the, the yeah. hand part kind of like would be. We had like a big cutout sort of grid that we would stick to the ceiling for the overall. And then we had smaller, like, as you say, like a hand, you know, something of smaller that we would ch trace the outside to fill in the, the those those larger, vo you know, the big... The big volume. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it's... Oh, then it's fascinating. It's, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. And, and it's, then it becomes essentially like a coloring book that then once you've, you've colored it in, you then outline, which is, you know, just taking a thin brush and staring up at the ceiling and trying to make your hands stay straight. Keeping those clean edges. Yeah, and then, and then the first. ironic thing is, is once it all looks completely finished, then we got out some power sanders. And, uh, you know, knock it all away. Yeah. Well, well, not all, you know, you, no, you, no. you, you yeah. know, just, just where some of those raised surface was, you know, and that's part of hopefully having, um, I mean, I think it was important because it created the age that we were looking for, yeah, but oh, also the sanding away also creates another quality of depth. It does. It creates a quality of depth. And then after that, we glazed a thin umber glaze on top of it. It kind of gives it a, a it out a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah. And what, some age. More sepia tone yeah, to some, it. Yeah. Exactly. Some sepia just to, and to give it some age and to knock back that fresh sandedness. And then is there a black line that divides? It's the color patterns. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. There was, there, yeah. And that so was. There, yeah. You can see already just the layer after layer after we just named five. Yeah. So there was probably seven or eight. Yeah. So fascinating. Yes. Thank you for looking at that picture. And as the story described, it's something that's really important to us. So we appreciate that you uh, took the time sure. to ask the question. Um, here's the third one. I have seen on some DYI shows techniques about faux graining. I don't understand the base color being so different than the final finish. Uh, that, Could you explain that? You, you want to go ahead? Well, okay, it depends on what kind of graining you're doing, but generally, uh, when Bill Let's and say I, mahogany. Okay, well, what we want to do is, if you're doing something that's deep and dark, mm -hmm. right? You got to think into the future. You, you, yeah. You have to think uh, three layers ahead of yourself, essentially. So if, it, if, if you're going to keep putting on, like, glazes, which is essentially what you're doing with graining, and each glaze darkens the whole work surface. Well, your your base color is going to need to be pretty it's, bright. It's, it's going to be a bright ochre. Oh, so that's or, why it's so bright because yeah. you need it to we, shine through, shine through, it, it, come through all yeah. the layers yeah, of, or yeah. the windows, as you call them. Well, and, and yeah, and with with graining, you know, uh, one technique you would would be you have your bright ochre, then you apply a glaze, and then you pull off the paint um, to to make a grain type of pattern. And and then you cover that up again. So it's really it's it's all kind of thinking a couple steps ahead of yourself and knowing uh, you're going to start bright and you're going to make it this many shades darker. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking. We have one more question left, so I'm going to try to pick the best one. But uh, here's a short one. What is fashionable 
and decorative painting now? I, I mean, the most recent things we've done have involved some type of metallic finish. Um, but right, it, which we didn't get to, which yeah. is my new thing, which is taking, uh, yeah, uh, help me, uh, uh, well, metallic uh, Mike, papers. You can, or yeah, or, or, you can use literally, leaps, you can, metallic leaps. you can use gold leaf, um, which we have for you, or silver leaf, or anything like that, where you can. Uh, we we incorporated you incorporate yeah yeah cause one of the projects we did for you um, built up metals at the bottom of this powder room that then got thinner as they the powder room went up and it's not like it's this you know it's not gaudy and gaudy any, thing no it's no not no it's it, 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 it's just it, to it, bring some light and yeah, reflection yeah. guys I can't thank you enough thank you so much hey, please take pleasure. a look at Bill and Justin's wonderful website of their work uh, P S it is PS. Right? PS finishes. Yeah. Pullman Saran finish. It's just PS finishes.com. We're, yep. Uh, get us at info at PS finishes for any of your painting needs. Terrific. Thank yeah. you again. Thanks, thank David. You, David. I want to thank here. everyone here at talkradio.com. Schoolhouse number six productions. I couldn't do it without you, and I wouldn't want to try. Ben Keegan for my music. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at home with DTI. And take a look at my website, DavidThiergartnerInteriors.com. Join us next week when we talk to the wallpaper magician, Brendan McLarney. And remember to stay tuned right now for the Noreen Sumter Show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way. And until next week on the radio, remember the best designs for your life start at home. Now if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the wrist. Different types of wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cutaway coat, perfect fits. Putting on the wrist. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like super duper. Mr. Cooper, come let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their midst. Putting on the Ritz, putting on the Ritz, putting on the Ritz, putting on the Ritz, putting on the Ritz. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.